someday, somewhere, somebody is going to have to write something about your life. If the story they write sucks, it ain't their fault. give a shit about you so i'm gonna give you 50 okay. seconds <laughs> you're on um i wow i'm right on the spot like <laughs> like justify your entire existence tell everyone now why they should find you important and look at you in such a way that makes them want to click that thing on their phone that makes this podcast play go ahead go ahead show everybody all of the things that you've done you know that you can't you know you've been faking it for 30 fucking years you asshole 15 seconds <laughs> hi i'm scott church and i'm a photographer google me <laughs> good yeah yeah um four three Two, one. Yeah, that was great. Um, <laughs> I, I, I studied writing in college, and something that we were taught was elevator pitches. Okay. So they'd be like, all right, we're going to give you an idea for like a, a movie. Sure. And um, so they give us like the same movie, and they'd be like, you get 30 seconds to explain it. You get a minute, because if you are in an elevator with a producer or something, you got to crank it out. Of course, of course. Um, so it's an interesting little, it's something I haven't thought about since then, but now I'm trying to do it with the podcast. Like, I'm trying to give people like, All why, right. would we, why would we care about you? So anyway, that was good. That was good. Thanks uh, thanks for doing this ahead of time, Scott. Um, I, I hope I will also thank you later. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. But so far, so good. I appreciate it. Um, just I usually shut down after the first 60 seconds. I'm gonna, that's about the, that's yeah. how much you get. Oh, cool. Okay, so I'll keep, <laughs> I'll keep pushing. Um, so I, I guess just jumping into things, I did a little bit of research yesterday, and I thought it was appropriate for doing this episode around Memorial Day because you have some stripes, right? Well, You're, Memorial Day isn't necessarily... Memorial Day is about people that died in foreign oh, wars. Okay. Memorial Day is is to to remember the, the 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 fallen soldiers. And as far as I can tell, I'm still running around. <laughs> I'm doing okay. No, no no disrespect, obviously, for Memorial Day, but I'm more of the Veterans Day side of it, which comes later in the year. Right. Because you know that's when we talk about you know that sort of thing. But if you're looking for war stories, you're not going to get them. Oh no, yeah. But I mean, I feel like a lot of people don't realize that you were in the Navy. I'm really. I'm uh, I'm a, a Combat veteran from the from the first Persian Gulf mm -hmm. War. Back then, mm -hmm. I, I, I was I was a combat photographer during the first Persian Gulf War. As, yeah, um, ex Navy. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 
Is that uh, where you kind of got started with photography? Yeah, or? yeah. Well, that was straight out of high school, and that was my first actual for real photography job. Mm-hmm. You know, and and honestly, my tax return has said photographer every year since joining the Navy because that's the only job I've ever really had. That's there cool. hasn't really been anything else. That's very cool. Um, yeah, that is actually something. You're the first. I'll say you're the most established art. I mean, this is only my fourth episode. Mm-hmm. You're by far the most established working artist that I've had so far. All right. Well, then I'm then I'm doing okay, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Know. Yeah. Um, so uh, I guess I'm I'm trying to think if I want to steer this towards um, how young people pursuing art can do it, or more just hearing things that you've done. I think well, it'd be equally as. Take it either way you want to, but I'm only going to be honest if you make the right choice. Cool. Okay. Um, so I was also curious. Are you from Lebanon? Yeah, I grew up here. Okay. Because um, as something, uh, you know, furthermore, my research about you, I saw that you've had your work all over the place. Right? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... After 30 years, if you don't, you, you, you probably should find yourself a new job. But I've been very lucky. I've, I've not only gotten to show my work all over the place, but I've gotten to travel to a lot of those places, too. It's, um, it's a very, very important thing to, to, to see the world a lot smaller than most people do. Mm-hmm. Most people, you know, they, they, their idea of, of, a, of, a, of a big trip is a day trip to the city and, you know, going to see a play on Broadway. You right. know, I mean, I, it, it's, it, it baffles me that we can be so well-centered, you know, two and a half hours from New York, two hours from Philadelphia, three hours from D.C., Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Harrisburg is right down the road. How We can be so well-placed in the world and everybody doesn't see this place as more of a hub. Right. Yeah, that is actually uh, that's awesome because that is literally another topic I wanted to talk to you about. I I love the placement of where we are in the world. Everybody always asks me, well, well, why why are you here? And it's like because it's fucking perfect. Yeah, it's 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 incredibly cheap. It's incredibly safe and it's right smack in the middle of everything. So people coming from all over the place can come to me very easily. Oh, right. Yeah, that's true, too, I guess. Uh and they do. I have I have clients from all over the all over the place. Right. And I'm I'm nicely located just for that. And until they build the international airport out in South Lebanon, <laughs> I I really can't ask for a better location. That that yeah, that's a great point. Um, I, I and has that experience always been like that for you? Here no, no, of course not. I mean, mm. I I I. I I grew up doing everything I possibly could trying to get the hell out of here. Yeah. You know, like everyone else in this town, mm-hmm. like everyone else in, in high school in this town, their, 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 their existence must be better somewhere else. And then I went somewhere else. I, I went all over the damn world. And, and while there were some amazing, incredible things that I got to see and experience, none of these places felt like home. Sure. None yeah. of these places felt like, you know, where I grew up. And, and, and I've always thought that, you know, if, if you need to get out to succeed, where are you really succeeding? What really have you done? If you can't succeed wherever the hell you are, Hmm. the, 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 and, and, and I 
grew up through all of these major, you know, changes in how things work, especially in photography, especially in, in how you present yourself to the world and put yourself out there. Everything just became so much easier right when I needed it to become so much easier. And it was like, mm -hmm. this is just now the, the right path. And you end up wherever the hell you end up. But you know that you're going the right way when things just kind of fall into place. And when I came home, when I came back from the from the from the Navy, the only place that I wanted to try to make any of this work was here. Mm -hmm. This is my home. And 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 I knew it because I had seen so much else. And I still travel all the time. You know, me and her just got back from Cuba. And that, that was a place that I was waiting my, my, my whole life to get to because you weren't allowed. Right. You know, yeah. I mean, what better punk rock destination could you possibly <laughs> have than the one that was illegal for you to go to just five years ago? Right. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's the world that I want to see. It's important to understand that, especially now, if you're doing things good, people will find you. You don't have to seek them out. Right. You can right. dedicate yourself to to producing what you wanted to produce to make something. And if it actually ends up being important, it'll be important no matter where you are. Right. And if you can help a community, if you can help a small town, if you can help your home become a more important place because of what you're doing, well, then anybody can go to New York. Right. I made it here. That's oh yeah that's a that's a great uh... I don't know it, it's 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 how I've I've looked at the time that I've spent doing this it's it's how I, I I can look back and say all right this led to this and that led to that and and all of these things tell me that I haven't fucked up <laughs> right yeah. Um, yeah, not to um, be uh, redundant or anything, but I mean, I uh, after I graduated college, I moved to Seattle. Mm -hmm. so, you know, I play music, and I was like, oh, this is where things are going to happen. Sure. I was there for two years, and I was like, it's, I mean, my rent was over $1,000 a month, yeah. not including whatever else. And, I'm like, and oh you my lived God. in a shoebox, right, the size, this, half the size of my lady's bathroom right over there. Yeah, and I was like, can't get anything done here. Um Nowadays. Well, it's because everybody there is trying to get that same thing done. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, Seattle's great. It's a wonderful city to, I, I, I you know, I, I love the look of it. I love the, the, the entire feel of the place. It's, it's, it's great. But man, it, un, unless you're going there with, with job in hand, right. yeah. it's an incredibly difficult place to get yourself established. It was the same way in Southern California in the early 90s when I got out of the Navy. So I, I would have loved to have stayed in San Diego. I loved San Diego at that point in my life, but it was just too goddamn expensive. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it was it was stupid expensive. And, and just, you know, being yet just another guy that just got out of the Navy when the Navy, you know, populates San Diego, that that doesn't do any sort of benefit to you if anything the people in in southern california at that point were were more looking down on the military in their in their communities you know for all of the 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 ridiculous stupid shit that military guys do when they go out 
into the town in San Diego. So that that actually what made it harder to to get a job there. And 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 it it was just a it was it was a it was a never ending cycle. You'd 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 pay the bills just to pay the bills, right. you know, and, and it just didn't make any sense. And I knew growing up here that it isn't like this all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it it there's there are other places where you can live for a ridiculously low amount of money compared to this and 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 get so much more out of it. Right. You know? And and knowing that, living that transition from from you know where we are to where I was, it 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 really kind of told me that a city's nothing but a conglomeration of buildings. It's it, it's what you make out of it. You can pass any sort of judgment on any sort of community and say, just from that day's experience, well, this community is that way. Well, I only had you know. 22 years worth of life even behind me at that point. And, and I had an idea of what Lebanon was because of the time that I spent trying to get away from it. But when you're, when you live somewhere else and realize all of the positive things that can come out about this community, all of the positive things that can come out about, you know, being home, Mm -hmm. it, it, it shadows your your ideas. It changes the way that you're seeing the the places that you are, and it changes the way that you see the places where you're from. It makes people realize when they're in the good old days. Okay. And and knowing that I could come back here and 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 just live somewhat better with a little bit more of a comfort zone, mm-hmm. you know, was enough reason to want to come back home. But then once I started actually working here, I didn't, I didn't want to be anywhere else. And that was the nineties. Yeah. You came 93. I came back. Okay. Um, so, and then did you foresee the internet becoming what it no, was at no, the time? No, no, I didn't foresee yeah. anything. Right, right, right. I, 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 I foresaw where I could get, you know, the 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 the, the next cocktail, and and <laughs> and you know, I mean, I I, and I was I was I was you know, twenty two years old, twenty three years old. I, I I there there was no there was no huge game plan. I just knew that I was focused forward. I just knew that this was just going to rumble this way, and and wherever I ended up, I ended up. Look. People in their 20s should not be required to make any major life decision until they're no longer people in their 20s. <laughs> it, it, there, there are so many things that, that, and I'm not saying that the decisions should be made for them. I'm just saying they shouldn't be making major life decisions. You know, getting married, buying houses. You, know, you don't know who the fuck you are at 23 years old. You have no idea. And you certainly don't have any, you know, capacity to understand, you know, power that you could have over fucking up other people's words, worlds or even worse, fucking up your own world. There, there are so many things that people in their 20s should be allowed to just just skip the fuck over because it, it's, it's such a block of wasted time. It's such a block of, of either pretending that you know what you're doing, which never ends, by the way, that never ends. Every grown-up you have ever met in your life is fucking faking it. 
They're pretending to know what they're doing. And I don't care where they are in the social circle. And, and, and they're all like 17 years old going, how the fuck did I end up here? That's what they're all doing until they die. Everyone. But when you're in your 20s, that's like, you're, you're like overwhelmingly forced to perform. You're overwhelmingly forced to like figure all of this shit out for other people. And, and that just doesn't work. Your brain doesn't work that way. So you come up with all of these ridiculous plans to try to prove that you're doing something. And all of it ultimately just ends up meaning shit. Because then you get into your 30s and your whole idea of all of that changes too. And you start thinking about how ridiculous all of those ideas were. At least by the time you get into your 30s, you possibly have yourself some sort of stable job, some sort of place to live. You know, that's, that's reliable. A lot of people have already had kids. A lot of people have, have, you know, found a direction. But that direction, if you throw yourself way too early into things can be completely the wrong one, and then you just spend your entire life just being bored. I'm a lot of things, but I'm not bored. <laughs> Those are two really good quotes so far. I like the, anybody can go to New York. Before I forget, too, I, I want to mention, um, you're my first guest. I mean, like I said, it's only my fourth one. The first one to put the headphones on right. Oh, okay. I don't know if you looked <laughs> at them beforehand. Yeah. Um, but that's I've something... actually done a lot of radio. Sure, yeah, yeah. You but, know, yeah, nobody... I, and I love radio. I love doing radio shows I've, I've i've that's just fun so I've, i'm used to this this is a good setup for that yeah and I, I mean i've had two people on that record music yeah and midway through i'm like ah oh, shit not that it matters but i'm like nah, the headphones are on wrong that bothers me <laughs> i'm like we're in a good flow i don't want to mess it up to tell you yeah. dude put them on right um i was looking i was like nice you got it i'm right. doing all right good um so something um, in my um, drunken research yesterday, being a holiday, you know, I was um, out on the porch drinking champagne all day, Googling you. Um, <laughs> I saw that you did me. <laughs> some kind of uh, traveling portrait thing. Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah. So I was curious, because um, something I've been thinking a lot about lately is that America isn't, you know, New York and L.A. Mm -hmm. It's small towns like Lebanon. Yeah, and in, in your, very much that in in very much that way, there's so much more to be learned from a small town than from a big city because that that localizes you more with the world. Mm -hmm. Anybody can go to the tourist destinations and say I've been here. Anybody can stand under the Eiffel Tower and say I've been to Paris. Putting yourself into a community like ours, a small town, a place that 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 where real people live, and getting to know those real people, it shows you so much more about what this country really is. And look, this country and any country, what our planet is. So you have to understand that that no matter how much people can feel like this person has to be this way. In a lot of cases, the more people that you meet, the more you realize that stereotypes don't really exist. Mm -hmm. There's good and bad in everybody that you're going to, that you're going to deal with. 
in different levels of extreme, but there's also a lot to be, to be learned from everybody that you get to meet. And we're in an incredibly polarizing time yeah. right now. And everybody wants to be choosing sides and pointing this way and pointing at you if you're not pointing that way. And those conversations are so easy to have because we're all anonymous. You don't have to put our name on anything anymore. You can just spout bile whenever the fuck you want. And 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 it can become worldwide news and you can get elected president. <laughs> you know, so it it it's it's so easy to get sucked into that that fight, but the more that you go other places in the world, the less real any of that seems. Mm-hmm. And the more that you have actual conversations with people, the less likely you are to find an extreme stereotype like we're all represented to be. It just doesn't work that way. And I don't know, I've known a lot of different people. Some of them are <laughs> abhorrent and offensive on the surface, but every one of those people has some sort of soul to them, some sort of idea that 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 spark of 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 humanity, it's impossible to write everyone off with a blank check. Mm-hmm. And and the usually the people that that have the easiest time doing that are the people that have had the least amount experience of experience. Because when you get to know someone, you can't hate them anymore. When you get to to know someone as a real person, you can't belittle them anymore you can't feel better than them anymore because now they're real people are incredibly easy to write off in the abstract how many people can even find like chechnya on a map you know you you can write off a whole country oh earthquake in chechnya well i don't know anybody in chechnya fuck it you know but when when you've been to Chechnya and you know this town that is close to where the epicenter was and you realize that, holy fuck, I hope they're okay. Mm-hmm. Well, then that makes that whole country a real place. It's not just an abstract. The people that live there are real people. And they mean something to you. And even if it's only for that small little window that you knew them, that you met them, they're still real in your head. Mm-hmm. And that's a whole other thing. <laughs> when you start to realize that the way that you remember someone is your version of them, and that's who they are, no matter how you picture them doing anything, you're picturing them the way that you remember them. And then when it really starts to fuck with your head is when you realize that everyone you've ever met in your entire life has a similar version of you. Right, yeah. And if you made a shitty impression, you're an asshole for the rest of their life. Right. Because they'll never have any sort of opportunity to change their mind about you and they won't care to because they're not thinking about you. And when they think about you, you're just an asshole. 
fucks with my head every goddamn day of the week because then you have to be be concerned about everybody's fucking first impression and when you start being concerned about everybody's first impression you start acting like a better person that's what like the id and the ego and the super ego whatever you want to however you the movie's about it. you yeah because it's the only one you get to watch and if it's a shitty movie it's your fault <laughs> Someday, somewhere, somebody is going to have to write something about your life. If the story they write sucks, it ain't their fault. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They could be a shitty writer. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You got to give them enough good material that nobody can fuck it up. Even that bitch that did Twilight. Come on. <laughs> oh, she's good. Ah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't send me the hate mail. This is actually... I love Twilight. It was brilliant. It was amazing. This is actually a Twilight fan And I think podcast. Edward's going to be wonderful as Batman. Wonderful! He's, he's going to be great. That guy's going to be Batman? Yeah, oh he's going to be Batman. Yeah, See, Batman. you're debating your Twilight defense, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> it's a whole different story when they make him fucking Batman. Oh, man. That's right. Batman. I can see him being like Spider-Man. It's true. I saw it. They made a poster. It was... It was they did. I saw it. Spider-Man's evidently a lot harder to fuck up than Batman. It's really easy to fuck up Batman. Yeah. Spider-Man, they've, they've, they're, they're literally throwing children into it now and just saying, right. go, you'll be old enough by the time, you know, the, the last Avengers movie comes out. You'll be perfect. <laughs> Ooh, we'll teach you to act. think about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they've got like the next... 15, 20 years planned out. and Yeah, no and you don't think it. that that poor kid signed into the worst fucking contract any superhero done ever got? They signed him up when he was like nine. It's like Hayden Christensen. That motherfucker's doing a lot of work, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd be by choice, though. He, he's had his... <sighs> seen the ins and outs. Kind I of guess. Tired. His, his, his residual checks... Are I'm sure more than welcome every month. Yeah, I'm sure he's still doing real good with those. Um. So I was curious if you had any um, thoughts and dreams and hopes for Lebanon, things you could see it becoming. So let me give you a. Last summer I was on tour. I went through Bowling Green, Ohio. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been to Bowling Green. Mm-hmm. I was blown away. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's not like a hole-in-the-wall town, but I mean... I was It's a small town. Small town. But it's a small town that has found its place. Yeah, and it's, um, I mean, um, it was just full of... Um, so I was staying with my friend who's in a band there. Mm-hmm. We're walking down the street, and he's like, oh, yeah, this guy runs this blog. This guy works for this booking agency. This guy's in this band who works with these people. Yep. And I was just like, oh, my God, this is, like, a weird little arts hub, hot spot, partially because it is a transient place. It's in the middle yep. of everywhere, you know, if you're playing the Chicago. The road drives right through it. Yeah. And then, you know, I came back to Le- Lebanon two, three days later. I'm like, how can this place learn from that? We got a college town. We got... The question is not how can it not be the question is why isn't it yet and it isn't yet because enough people don't believe it yet there needs to be a lot more people who aren't just waiting around for somebody else to do it 
for that sort of thing to happen. If a real change is going to happen in the community, it just has to happen without permission. It has to happen without... <laughs> It has to happen without interference. And the interference comes when you try to make things happen the right way. Because the right way has been keeping this whole community down for the longest time. And sometimes you just need to stand up and say, fuck it. I'm just going to do this because it works. And the first step that everybody fails at is they want to do something for a whole bunch of money. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I'm going to do this here because then I'll make a whole lot of money. You can't do, you can't really do something you love and expect to get rich off of it because you won't love it for very long because you won't get rich off of it. And even if you do get rich off of it, you're going to have to change it and mutate it in such a way that you're not going to fucking love it anymore. And then it's going to have to be work. There's been plenty of opportunities that I've had, you know, to make a whole lot of money with shit that I didn't want to do, mm -hmm. but I just didn't want to do it. So I didn't do it. And I stayed on the path that I wanted to stay on because it was the important thing for me to do. The city works exactly the same way. If you want to be an arts hub, if you want to be a music hub, well, then there's got to be places to hang art on the wall and play fucking music. Mm -hmm. And if there aren't, what are they going to do? You know, we don't have a fucking subway, so they can't busk in the fucking subway stations. Now, can they? They're going to come here, and if there's nothing for them here to do, they're going to go away. Yeah. But if there is somewhat something for them to do, if there are places for them to go, if there are things that are catering to the kind of people that you want this, to inhabit this community, well, then they'll come and then they'll stay. And no, you're not going to make a whole lot of money on it. No, you're not going to, you know, especially if you're the first place to fucking open. Nobody's going to know what the fuck to do with it. Nobody's going to know anything. It's, what the fuck is that? But you have to do it. Look, I grew up in the 80s when Lancaster was really fucking dangerous. Hmm. You didn't go to Lancaster. Hmm. You went to Lancaster. There was a purpose behind it. And there was a guy named Steve who owned Zapp and Company on, on, on Queen Street in Lancaster. And that little fucking shop and the little satellite shops, it was like a small version of South Street in Philadelphia. It was just this little spot where the kids that listened to the fucking skateboard music and, you know, went to to buy Joy Division t-shirts and, 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 you know, random colored fucking vinyl Mostly we were just there to steal shit and Steve knew it, but it didn't <laughs> fucking matter because th that place was like, oh, what do you want to do today? I don't know. Let's go to Lancaster. And we'd go to Lancaster and we'd hang out on that block and go to the three different stores. And then we'd drive all the way the fuck back home because it was still cooler than anything that we had going on here. Mm -hmm. Well, that block extended... <sighs> that block extended throughout a good chunk of the city now because... people realize that that's the kind of thing that really revitalizes a community. You can throw all sorts of fucking money around, you know, city government and nonprofit organizations and all of, you know, 501c3ers and and think that you're going to improve your community. You can you can hire, you know, business improvement district directors and and you know and, and, and try to, you know, think that 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 money is just going to do it. Well, the, the real way to change the community is to go into it with complete fucking abandon when it comes to the idea of money. 
make it a place where people that have no money go to because it's just cooler from everywhere else that we're there that they're from and then people will start opening businesses and getting jobs to start catering to those people and we'll have stuff going on I've been sitting here for a couple weeks now watching this fucking ice cream stand completely fuck up the front of that building <laughs> but you know what it it's I'm loving every idea of the whole ice cream stand across the street because it's a business that's moving in across the street from my place. And when I moved into this place, when we took this place over a year ago, the gallery part of it, there was me and the Spanish church next door and nothing else on this whole corner, a fucking bail bondsman who's never, ever, ever there. And it's completely dark all the time and six other empty storefronts. Well, now three of those storefronts are full. And a vape shop's moving in down the street. Well, great. But it's something to have the light on in that store. It's something to say, hey, there's things going on on this block. And the more things that are going on on every block, the more people want to actually spend time downtown. And when they do actually spend time downtown, then they realize that, hey, it's pretty fucking safe here. Yeah. There's really not a whole lot of truth to the idea that downtown Lebanon isn't safe. Because we really don't have a whole lot of fucking crime. Right. Unless you're stupid. Right. And now that, you know, I mean, like, well, weed's pretty much illegal for white people now. So <laughs> there, there, there really isn't, you know, that sort of, 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 of problem area, you know, to it. And we didn't really have much of a drug problem to begin with. The problem is that everybody's just, you know, afraid to go downtown because they don't know that there's stuff going on downtown. Right. And if somebody isn't going to do it, then it's never going to get done. But I watched Lancaster change. Mm-hmm. And I know that it can be done here. And I'm just tired of waiting for anybody else to do it. So I'm just doing it myself. We need more music in the city. I'll have bands in my fucking garage. We need a nice fucking art gallery that people want to go to and hang out in. We need some place that people can go and just chill the fuck out without feeling like they have to get drunk. Well, I'm going to make one of those too. And I'm going to do it at the benefit or expense of my own career. I haven't (laughs) decided yet (laughs) because I can't tell you how that's going to work until it happens. But you know what? It's working so far, so fuck it. Everything that everybody said was going to go wrong didn't. And that's usually the case when you're trying to do anything that anybody thinks they couldn't do and so far I'm still just having fun with it and look if you stack up more years where you're having fun with what you're doing than not having fun well that's a pretty good life Yeah, I'm okay with that because you know what (laughs) we're all going to end up dead no matter what, and I might as well have a good life getting there. And if I help some things out, if I make some positive changes for people, well, that's great too. But really, I'm just 17 going, how the (laughs) fuck did I get here? Enjoying the ride. Yeah. What else can you do? I mean, look, You can take things real fucking seriously 
or you can do exactly what you want to do your whole life and and be somewhat happy. End result's still the same no matter what. Right. Why not feel okay, you know? It's not in the uh, uh, blueprint for most... Uh, ah, bullshit. That, well, no, it's, I mean... It's, I, it's, here's it's the way I the, look at that. Here's the way I look at that. It's not in the... Uh, it's, it, I it, totally agree with you. I'm just saying people that's can People can be whatever they want to be. If they want to put themselves in a position where they're run by somebody else, where they're 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 responsible to things that they don't understand, love or or <laughs> I put myself in a position where I'm doing the things that I love to do as much as I can. And I'm okay. Money only really matters when you don't have it. So as long as the bills are paid and things are okay, I'm okay. I don't really worry about it. I don't care what's in my bank account as long as I can take care of the things that I want to take care of. So when you remove money as a motivation and you get to a point in your life where you're comfortable with a whole bunch of other things and you're not worried about that anymore either, it, it, it really just comes down to am I going to have a good day or not? And at the end of the day, if it feels like you had a good day, well, then you succeeded. And then you get to wake up and try it all over again. Because the funny thing about sleep is sleep is a whole lot like death. And when your day ends and you fall asleep, there's no fucking guarantee you're going to wake up again tomorrow. And the way that I see death is the way that I see all of the time that I spent before I was born. What do you remember from before you were born? <laughs> That's the way that I see death. Endless, dreamless sleep forever and ever and ever. Well, when you go to sleep, there's a pretty damn good chance you're not going to get another shot at tomorrow. I just like enjoying as much as I possibly can while, while it's going on. Uh, yeah. Can't change the past, and you sure as fuck can't do anything about the future. Have a good day. Yeah. That, yeah, that is really something I'm trying to embrace more in my day to day. Um, so, all, all things considered, um, what is something you'd want to see, you know? like an ice cream shop, but I think you're a little more ambitious than that. What is something, a business or shop or place you want to see happen in Lebanon? Besides the plans I have for my own? Right, yeah. Um, there are a lot of things that can help build this sort of place up. A lot of them you know, have gone into, you know, what I'm trying to do here. I'd like to see more places where it's easy to play music or to hang art up on the walls. I'd like to see more businesses of any kind that are more receptive to the idea of letting someone come and 
play at their place. Right. There's no bookstore. A bookstore is a Four. bookstore is great, but let's be realistic. A bookstore is like you know going to a, a fucking shop that sells film. Mm. And you have to be realistic about where we are in the world. I I do still love books and I'm incorporating books here and we're going to throw a bunch more bookshelves and we're going to give them away for free because honestly, that's really the only way to get rid of books these days. <laughs> and it's a terrible thing to say, especially as someone who's published 10 of them, but, but you can't, you can't put real value on it when anything that you can get on your phone, you can't put a real value on it. Mm. Now, is there a place for a bookstore in this community? Fuck. Yes, there is. Oh my God, yes. And there's also a place for every kind of little, you know, Pennsylvania tchotchkes and, and you know, touristy items that people want to throw at them too. And there's also space for an, another grocery store downtown or another bodega or God forbid a fucking real coffee shop mm -hmm. that has real fucking hours and stays the fuck open. Look, there's a lot of wonderful businesses downtown, but there ain't no wonderful businesses downtown when you go out at 8 o'clock. Mm -hmm. There ain't fucking nothing. There's, there's the downtown lounge, Lebanon's premier sports bar, and I think that everybody in the world has been eating there because they've been busy as hell, and I'm happy that they sponsor my podcast Yeah, because I love going in there. Don't you know somebody? Is that a good plug? I did really good with that, right? Don't I like went, well, just seamlessly went right into it. You're smiling the net. Now, go ahead. Don't you know somebody who's on the menu there? I who's... do, I do. But you know what? And I'll tell you what. As that's silly what, as I've that, I've met you twice, and both times that that's how you introduce yourself. Would do. Thank you, dear. Sorry, customers. Hi. It, it, I am. I'm on a podcast. I'd I'd love to talk. Please. <laughs> <laughs> How are you guys doing? I mean, this is Mr. This is Mr. Shea from from the, my pool table people and the the things and the stuff. Yet another plug. There you go. You just got a nice plug on the podcast, there, Mr. Shea. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome. <laughs> but no, man. I mean, it, it, I I want businesses that 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 actually want to have people in them, so they stay open when. People want to go out and do things. And, and if we can just do that and make things just more accessible to people, more fun to be here, well, then the whole town's going to get better. Mm -hmm. People don't stay here because there's nothing to do here. Right. You've got to give people stuff to do, and then they'll stay. It's a simple thing. So while I love seeing, you know, an eye doctor on Cumberland Street or, or, you know, I love seeing any sort of businesses going in. It's, it's, for me, the most important businesses are the people, are the businesses that bring in a lot of people for good reason. Mm -hmm. Whether it's, whether it's a, 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 a bookstore or a coffee shop or an art gallery, just throwing something out there that gives something to people just to do and then staying open that's what i want for the city awesome well we've been going about 40 minutes um that ain't bad yeah that's all right um before i've had sort of tacky um 
tacky uh, tropes. Like I had one, uh, but I didn't bring him because I thought uh, there'd be enough content between. Yeah, you know, well, have enough to say. Um, but um, w- what um, um, what what sorts of things are you working on, or might want to plug, or want to? Uh, uh, we're doing open mic here at the gallery every other Thursday now, and we're doing. Uh, uh, we have a big show coming up first Friday, and we have bands in the garage again. And honestly, I, I, I things are going okay, mm-hmm. and and we're we're keeping busy, and we're finding even more ways to keep busy. Come downtown, come and see us, come and say hello. And um, I think this is going to air either in July or August. So assuming. That's a long fucking forever time. I know. So my, uh, I want to have five to ten done, your number four, before I premiere it in case I get behind. All right. Because I'm scatterbrained. By the way, assuming this comes out in August, that gives you, uh, let's say, three months. Talking to future Scott, what do you want to say now to future Scott when you listen back to this? Hopefully you'll listen to it again in three Ooh. months. But what, uh, where do you want to be three months from now? No, no, because, you know, wherever I'm at, I got there the right way. So I'm cool with it. Cool. That is a good, as soon as I said that, I'm like, you know, he was just talking about, like, the only time is now, there's not really a future, it's not really fast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How, how, how much of the menu at the ice cream place do you think you will have tried I don't know. It's some sort of specialty ice cream thing. It's like some sort of ice cream wrap or something. I don't know exactly what they're doing, but it's like a specific, you know, thing. And so I'll I'll try it, and then I'll see what, uh, you know, what they do with it. You like ice cream? Sure. Oh, yeah. And I honestly, like I said, man, I'm just as happy to see lights across the street as I am seeing food come out of there. Yeah. I like seeing things get busy around oh, here. That's right. My mom had it, so I was, I was telling my mom. Okay. Eventually, I want to get to the point with this podcast where there's fans who will be able to submit questions via the guests. Obviously, mm-hmm. it hasn't aired yet, so I was hanging out with my mom yesterday, and I'm like, what should I ask Scott? And she was curious who is the most uh, successful or famous person that you've worked with. Audrey Hepburn. Oh, wow. I had dinner with her, actually. Oh, my gosh. Really nice lady. Uh, she came to my ship when I was in the Navy, and I took pictures of her while she was touring the ship. And, wow. Yeah. It was right before she died. Wow. We were, uh, it was 90, I think it was, I think it was 92. There were people that would Google it. It would either be 92 or early 93. It, it, was, it was right before she died. She was doing humanitarian work in, in Somalia and, and the, the eastern coast of Africa. And uh, she came and toured our ship, you know, while, while we were supporting the humanitarian effort while we were there so that's that's pretty much my my trump card for Absolutely. celebrities that's amazing yeah wow. uh, what about um uh, i saw that you had stuff in xxl did you worked with hip-hop artists or yeah yeah i did uh i, I did a, a a whole series of stuff for double xl and vh1 um, we, we shot all of the people on all of their big shows at the time, uh, Love and Hip Hop and, and uh, uh, Black Ink Crew and, and Mob Wives. 
and so I, I've, I've worked with Double XL that entire time. Um, and I also worked with a few other people. You know, that it's it's a small community. Mm-hmm. The 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 rap community is right. You yeah. know, so I got to work with a with a bunch. I got to meet a bunch of different people too. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that kind of leads me sort of my next, and I think this will kind of cap it. Cool. You have your own podcast. Yeah. Um, who, and I, I I have a feeling I know how you're going to answer this, but um, just for like the fun, like um, thinking big, who is your dream guest on your podcast? Hmm. With your vast network, if you like, you said you met a lot like of people. A, somebody that I could actually get, or or somebody that's you know alive, abstract. alive, but that you could get. Not 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 that you can get right, like well, a some, but somebody dreaming big. Who is who out of anybody alive right now? Would you want on? All right, realistically like the actual, which will actually happen. Um, there's a, a, a model and, and uh, someone that used to work for me that I have tremendous history with that I've been talking to about doing the podcast. That's, that's, that's in, in my immediate brain. In my, in my further abstract brain, Henry Rollins. Would be a good show. Oh, cool! Yeah, Henry Rollins would be a good show, and I, that's tangential connections going all the way back to the early '90s. <laughs> I could probably talk to people who know people who could make that happen. Yeah, I know so that, yeah. I know people through his production company, so that I can I can say that if I if I if I um, throw the line way out. Into the ocean. That that would be one that I could probably make happen. There's a couple others that that I'd probably would make for really good shows, but I'd really just love to sit down and talk to Henry. Right. You know, he's he's been a hero of mine, and that whole, you know, that whole era has been you know such a push forward for me. The whole Black Flag Fugazi, you know, do it yourself, punk rock ethic right. sort of thing has been you know, a driving force. And Tony Alva. Okay. Tony Alva would be a good show if you go to the other half of my childhood. Sure. Excellent. Well, that's all I got. Cool. Uh, about 15 minutes. It's good. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. Right? Any uh, open mic, anything else you want to throw out there? Or no. No, I think cool. I'm good. I think that was a good show. I think, I think that so. was pretty solid. Yeah. yeah I think Excellent. it was pretty solid. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I don't think you should wait to put things out. I think the world's a little bit too urgent. Right. I think that if you're doing something like on a weekly basis and you're four episodes ahead, you've got a month buffer right. to do your next episode. I think that the that the 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 only way to build an audience is to have something for them to pay attention to. Right. I think that hoping that they'll latch on to those 10 episodes, you have the same chance of finding that same argument, that same audience with one episode. Sure, you're right. Yep. Just put it out there. Don't hold off on it. Just get it out in the world. Cool. 
Well, with that, bid you adieu. All right.